Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You do just what Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 85. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter currently. You've got Ace Podcast Nation, home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more, including our uh, extremely prominent, pertinent, and uh, popular mental health and sports show which drops every sunday uh please give us a follow on social media but most importantly subscribe to that youtube channel click the bell and you'll be notified every time we upload or go live and uh, if you just want to follow the football shows you can follow at ac footy show uh on all social media platforms and of course you can download the audio versions of every single show we do at the 
usual podcast platform sorry and uh, of course just as we wait for everyone to join we'll have a quick shout out and thank you to black diamond sports black diamond sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world for more information visit their social media pages or indeed their website uh, and i would like to thank them particularly martin for all the support around the show and uh, generally just helping us tick along is very much appreciated and uh, today's sponsor none other than bespoke financial and we're just gonna have a quick little clip from them my mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance it sounds like something to protect my brother and me but i don't really understand then my auntie louise told mummy about bespoke financial teaside she said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, big thank you to Bespoke Financial. Bespoke Financial specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and, of course, sports cover. So uh, I urge you to check them out. They're already the top provider in the northeast looking to expand into other cities and places around the uk uh, give them a, a look and and tell them that we sent you most importantly tell them that we sent you uh, but a big thank you to bespoke financial for sponsoring the show so all things championship tonight and boy oh boy do i have some stuff to say but uh, before we get to that i will first introduce my co-host with the most the gold collector, the fox in the box, the speed demon, all names that he has been referred to. But most importantly, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker and David Jones' favourite son. Mr Andy Campbell is here. Welcome, my friend. Good evening, Matt. Yeah, loads, um, loads up this week. Um, Championship-wise, we've had, uh, we've had a full week, uh, full weekend last weekend, full midweek oh, yeah. this weekend. But um, I'd like just like to start off the show with... Um, Obviously, to pay our respect from the show, us individually for uh, obviously Nobby Styles, who uh, who sadly passed away today. Um, ex Middlesbrough player, um, finished his career. Um, didn't finish his career at Middlesbrough. Finished at Preston North End, but he he, he after he had a successful career at United. Uh, obviously, came to Middlesbrough um, to play some games towards the end of his uh, football career. But it's such such sad news, isn't it? You know that we're going through a. Um, Obviously, a really tough year, uh, and then for the, things like this to happen, and Bobby Ball died. But was it Bobby Ball died yesterday or the day yeah, before? Yeah, today. Uh, today, I think. Was it today or yesterday? I'm so sure. sad. It's just, it's just, it's, it's sad news after sad news. So you know yeah, what I mean? It's uh, never ending, mate. Listen, shows like this. Yeah, you know, I mean, we we try to be upbeat, and we'll and we'll continue to do so, and we'll and we'll try and bring a bit of humour um, to everybody's lives, and and just listen. Stick as plenty plenty of comments as you can in the in in, in the live chat. As many questions as you can. Put a question mark at the, at the end of it if you want to want an answer. That might yeah. help. Um, and um, and just, let's let's have some fun. You know that I think uh, I think it's been. been uh, we all need it, mate. It's been we a bit. Yeah, that. I say I know I know some of us are are in lockdown. Um, I think we might be in lockdown quite shortly. So listen, let's have some fun and um, let's look over a, a, a tough week uh, in football and in life and uh, and let's have some fun tonight. 
Yes, mate, I couldn't echo that more. Um, obviously, as a Welshman, the 1966 World Cup doesn't mean a great deal to me, other than, uh, you know, the British team won the World Cup. However, <laughs> I've, been told about, I've been told about it for the last 39 years, nearly, um, yeah. and how great it was and etc. But obviously, yeah. one of the most famous scenes from that is Nobby Styles. Yeah, uh, it's kind of jigging along the pitch, dancing around. And, yeah. um, Believe it or not, though, guys, I was not born then. You know what I mean? I wasn't yeah, born then. Yeah. I've uh, I've been told all the stories. Aye, aye. My dad's told me everything about it. He, he, he listened. I, I'm I, I, and I've said this on every international break. I'm so hopeful that one day um, I can have those memories to pass on to my friends, children, etc. Because yeah. it'll be it'll be nice. But let's see. Eh? Let's see. Yes, that's a spot on, mate. And I just like to echo what you were saying as well. Like I know. Obviously, we talked a lot about mental health at the start of Monday show, and we did a set of stuff a bit different to draw attention to it. Um, lockdown's hard, mate. As I was just saying to you off air, yeah. I'm finding this short two-week lockdown, and we're like we're a week in in Wales, harder than I did the whole six months. It's just the way it is, and I think things like this. Let's just start the weekend in style. Have a laugh. Have a chat. Yeah. We're all there for each other yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. Let's go. I totally um, agree, Si. And I'll, I'll echo there what you said. Listen, we all we all normally work work all week to um, try and enjoy football at the weekend, and we haven't got that. And we're watching the games, and it's becoming. And this is from 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 a football fan and an ex-player of various clubs. It's becoming even more frustrating watching football because performances, results, the unpredictability, <laughs> unpredictability of what's going on in football is just outrageous. Because I see some of the performances, results. Um, team selections, um, and I'm I'm confused at best. Let's just start with that Trans- one. Transfer business, inconsistent performances, wrong managerial decisions. Sorry, I guess I'm already starting. Um, <laughs> so, what we decided to do, because uh, it's a double week, we like to keep this show to around an hour if we can, but also we don't. You know, we want to give every team their their due. Um, there was no massive uh, kind of stories outside of the games this week, so we're gonna. We're going to bin off any of the business for tonight and we're going to focus solely on the games, the teams, what's good, what's not, um, what's, you know, ups and downs. Um, and we'll see where we go from that. But uh, we'll do it like we did last week, mate, OK? We'll go yeah. with the championship table, bottom to top. <sighs> Sheffield Wednesday, mate. Oh, my days. <sighs> Gary Monk. We said nice um, we said last week, and we keep saying it by the way, because I, I watched a, a couple of um, a couple of shows ago. Um, that um, the need to get in the plus points as soon as possible. I, I still echo that, um, but it's getting harder and harder, and the gap's not getting any smaller because the teams out of relegation are picking points up. You know what I mean? I think the the teams just out of relegation is Derby County on five points. They're minus four, uh, so you've got a nine point gap. So they've only made up three points since the start of the season. And that's not a good return, by the way. You know what I mean? So, um, yes, they wouldn't be where they are if it wasn't for the 12-point gap, but there's still 12 points. That, that it, was, it was put in because of a reason, because they um, they broke the rules. So, fair's fair. They broke the rules, they get punished. For me, um, they've got a big game tomorrow against Wickham Wanderers away from home. They've got to turn it around because the two results this week, um, uh, no goals um, at home against Luton Town. Um, and then away, away, away to Rotherham, a 3-0 defeat. Um, with ten men, it couldn't have got any worse in a local derby against Rotherham. And and for me, it must be it must be a little bit worrying being a Sheffield Wednesday fan because um, we spoke uh, last last season about teams being too big or 
too good to go down. No one's too good to go down. No one's too big to go down. And Sheffield Wednesday, if they do drop down, um, it'd be an absolute travesty. But you know what I mean. And and, and I know we, we laugh and we joke about league tables and things, but league tables don't lie. Yes, the minus twelve, but the minus twelve because they they were punished and punished correctly. Indeed. First question of the night. Do the Ayatollah Andy Campbell? There we go. There we go. The weekend starts. There we starts go. Here. Weekend starts. Gaz says Sidler seems fired up tonight. Well, yeah. I think I I've got you. Bit... I think I've got you going. I'm going to. I am a bit. Bit of positivity. Bit of positivity. Start the weekend. I needed something. Bit Maybe of positivity. This Maybe this is it. Look, Sheffield Wednesday, mate. I ain't no fan of uh, Mr. Gary Monk. Let me tell you. But I will say. We always knew this was going to be a very difficult season for him with the yeah. points. And uh, it's the most impossible league as it is. Like, anyone could beat anyone. Uh, that's a massive result for Rotherham, which you know, we'll talk about it from their side, obviously, in a bit. But I just... Sheffield Wednesday at the moment, they're not able to get their big players in the game. Patterson obviously started with a goal and then didn't really get too much uh, in the other games. Bannon is, like, their main man. And if he's not firing on all cylinders, they do seem to have a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Um, I'm not inspired by their their signings. You know, they signed Marriott and they signed Aiden Flint. That is, I don't know. I like if I'm worried about defensive problems at the bottom of the league with a lot of a uh, lot of points or a few points behind. I'm not sure Aiden Flint's the answer. No disrespect to him. Um, Cam Patterson obviously is a great signing. Um, and I resent Cardiff selling him. Um, but the actual games, mate. What uh, what did you make of it? Obviously, Saturday they uh, they lost to Luton Town, and then yeah. they lost three 0 to Rotherham. Um, well, the Rotherham game in particular for me was uh, was farcical, giving some silly goals away. I don't know if anyone's seen the red card uh, by the centre half when he's pulled the lad. Uh, the goalkeeper's missed the ball. The defenders missed the ball. He's dragged him back with no 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 with an open goal, and it's such. Gary Monk must be pulling his hair out because being a centre half, you, you you want your players to head it, to kick it, centre halves, and, and defend properly, and goalkeepers to stay on the line and and, and defend from deep. Um, but the most concerning thing for me, Si, is the lack of goals. Because listen, you're going to give goals away, but no goals in the last two games. Uh, one in a local derby, uh, one against Luton Town at home. It's the lack of. You said there, Bunny Bannon. He can create chances, of course he can, but someone's got to put the ball in the net. Um, and I, I look at the players who. Uh, who they've got going forward uh, against Luton Town? You know you've got you've got your Callum Patterson, you've got your Marriott, you've got your Kachunga. These players last season scored goals for fun. You know what I mean? Patterson yeah. can score goals at Cardiff City, and Marriott and Kachunga both score goals. You've still got your Kadeem Harris out wide. You've still got your Adam Reach out wide. Um, Barry Bannon for me on on paper, and he's probably if not one of the best players the Championship's got in his in his armour. So, um, Chef Wins are very lucky that they've got him playing for them. Yeah, 100%. The one thing I just said about Aidan Flint not being the answer, one minute into his first game for Sheffield Wednesday, he did clear it off the line. So, you know, I'm not saying he's a terrible player. I'm just saying that I'm not sure he, long-term for a whole season, I'd be pinning my hopes on clean sheets with him in central defence. Look, that's just my opinion. Obviously, it's not right. Um, I think, similar to Cardiff, in that I think they're very reliant on Barry Bannon. But, on paper, too, mate. Too oh, reliant. Yeah. Well, listen, oh, cool. they've, got, they've, got, they've got a very good, very good side. Kadeem Harris isn't firing yet as well. Yeah. I would now there's say. Adam Reach. Adam Reach hasn't had a good start of the season. No. Um, Kachunga's obviously a brand new player come in. I, listen, I think when they get to zero points or plus points, the players will play with a little bit less fear and they'll start to go up the league. But at the minute, you've got to be worried because uh, it's the gap. The gap's closing back to that 12 points because if they lose tomorrow, 
and um, teams uh, outside of relegation win again. You're back to your 12 points, 12 points gap, so you've not made any points up. So it's, I, I, but I do understand if they weren't on minus 12, they'd, they'd, have, they'd have points in the bag, but that's not, that's not the way it's working, because of, no. and rightly so. No. Um, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? They, they, on paper, they've got a good, uh, good side. Bet one of the best, best squads in the Championship, I'd go as far to say, but maybe a, yeah. a psychological thing. With the you know with the the point deduction that they can't quite get going, yeah. but we tip. I think we both tipped them to stay up, even with the point. Yeah, deduction. I, that, has listen, that think, changed for you? No, no. I, I look at the team and I think once they, once they get firing, once they click together, uh, I think they'll go on a good run. And um, do you think uh, it matters? Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Do you think right. it matters? Say Wickham Wanderers were to go and stick three or four on them psychologically and from a points point of view, they'd then be like six points behind or whatever it is, do you psychologically think that could have an impact going forward on the rest of the season? Oh, definitely. Listen, tomorrow's tomorrow. Let's make no bones about tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game is a huge game. It's a huge game for Wickham Wanderers. It's a huge game for Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, the loser's going to come out of it um, really, really harmed, and it's going to have a severe effect on their season because I watched Wickham Wanderers in the week against Watford. I thought they were excellent. I thought they deserved to win. Very good. Um, and I watched. Obviously, Sheffield Wednesday's game against um, against Rotherham, and I thought they were woeful. I thought they were all over the place, and um, it's probably done Gary Monk a favour with a few people getting sent off because he's got some easy decisions to make. Because there's no way in the world he can keep that same side because they were absolutely diabolical. One thing I will say, side though, is Sheffield Wednesday are massively affected by the North fans at home because they get the cop, um, they get the huge fan base, big crowds. You know what I mean? So playing in front of that big stadium, empty. Is having a big effect, I think, on the home team rather than the away team. Where the other way around, if it was full, Takes the away the pressure team sometimes would as well. Yeah, yeah. But you, yeah. but it can, it can raise your performance as a player. You know what I mean? And give that extra ten percent. And you know, when they're not there, when you're struggling, how do you get your extra ten percent? Who gives you that apart from yourself or, or your teammates or your manager? You know what I mean? But I probably said enough there for for, for somebody to. Um, <laughs> So uh, Rob just said there he thinks uh, Coventry are going to beat Reading tonight. Um, I got to say I don't see that with the way Reading are playing at the moment. The way Reading um, are scoring goals, Coventry will have to score at least three to win that game. Yeah, Coventry is defensively haven't been great. Uh, next team, Wickham Wanderers, um, still looking for that elusive first win, mate. But yeah, performances well, have been good. Yeah, well, listen, you know, we're on about positivity. Gaz, um, Gareth, um, uh, Ainsworth will take some massive positives from um, the Watford game you know what I mean I thought they were absolutely outstanding they had a goal which should have never been disallowed um, the Norwich City game they should have got a point out of another league yeah, goal they deserved City. Point, you know what I mean they deserved a point and I, I, I felt really sorry for them and I, and, I, and I thought there's got no chance to get a point against Watford or, or three against Watford but the way the game was played they played with no fear um, they created chances if it wasn't um, if it wasn't for the Watford goalkeeper um, uh, uh, Foster, uh, Foster you know what I mean the, yeah Wickham would have won. I thought they created loads of chances. I thought Akin Fenn was was absolutely fantastic. He led the line really well, and they had uh, dead runners in behind. And um, it'd be interesting for Joe Jacobson as well because he, he set up with the the, the goal that was disallowed from the set pieces. He's always a threat, and I know he's been out of out of favour for a few games after um, a few a few performances which the manager wasn't happy with. But he's back in the side, playing well, uh, and he got in team of the week as well. So uh, really proud of uh, of Joe. So I hope he continues. Spot on, mate. Yeah, he had a great season last year, and he's continuing it. Um, what did you make of the Norwich sending off uh, against Wickham? Uh, I does. Do you think they're <sighs> sending off? 
Uh, it's a tough one though, isn't it? Because you, you, you're talking about intent as well, you know what I mean? And I think by the letter of the law, I, I think probably, yeah, you know what I mean? It was, but it's a soft one side. I just think... You lashed out, didn't he? Yeah, I just think, yeah, you know what I mean? Sometimes, and, and I've done it myself, and you lash out and you think, oh, why did I do that? I might as well have punched somebody in the face, you know what I mean? You get, the, you, get, you get the same you get the same thing. If you kick out now and you and you raise your hands or you lash out to anybody now, it's a red card and, and young players more than anybody know the outcome straight away. So, you know what I mean? He'll learn from it because he's, he's a very good player, by the way. He's, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he, he, had a, he had a few few good spells in the Premier League last season. He's, he started this season, scored a couple of goals. So, he'll learn and he'll be back in the side very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, the one thing I'd say about that sending off was um, I thought... Uh, I did think it was a sending off by the letter of the yeah. law, but also I thought it was a stupid thing to do, and it could have cost Norwich a point because less Wickham deserved a point from that game. And then if you get a player sent off in injury time, it gives the other team a lift. And I'm not sure how yeah. long was played after, but it's risky. Uh, Wickham versus Watford. I thought Wickham were absolutely outstanding, mate. Yeah, uh, they were. They really deserved a point. And when you think yeah. what Watford have done to some teams this year. To get a point was good, but to, to play is so well that if they'd won, they wouldn't have been against the run of play. I think says yeah. a lot about maybe they're just getting a little bit of momentum going and they may pick up some points shortly. Um, yeah. Next up, Coventry City. Uh, they're having some issues, mate, with defence, I think. Yeah, a terrible week. Um, minus, minus six goals, zero goals, four. Uh, four against Blackburn. A man sent off for the penalty, which Armstrong put away. He scored again. Um, Gallagher also scored. I thought Blackburn were just on top. Once the man went, man got sent off after 15 minutes, there was there was no coming back. But um, I had a good look at, at uh, a Coventry against Middlesbrough. And um, I'll be honest, I, they, were, they, they lacked any, any kind of ideas going forward. They defended really well for long periods. Uh, obviously, Mark Robbins set them up to play that way, which is which is fine. But you've got to have something going forward side because I look at look at the Middlesbrough game. You know what I mean? For for long periods, Middlesbrough were attacking, 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 and they weren't really bothered. Coventry probably should have taken the lead, you know, just before Middlesbrough scored. But Middlesbrough mm. thoroughly deserved the goal, um, and then obviously scored um, a breakaway towards the end. But for me, I, I worry for Watford. Uh, sorry, I worry for Coventry because. They don't seem to attack like the teams attacked last year, like the Lutons and um, and the Barnsleys, and and I'm really I'm really concerned that they're, that they're not going for games like that, like those two sides have, especially last year and this year. Yeah. Well, look, no disrespect to you and and the Borough fans in our in our chat, but Borough are not exactly prolific scorers. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they could have had more than two. Coventry got a big problem at the back. Um, yeah. And in, I, I agree with you completely in regards to how they're going forward. Like Coventry last last season was scoring goals for fun in League One, and I know that it's a big step up to the Championship. Um, but I also think the reason they're not playing as fluently and as well, and and like the other teams have when they've come up, I think maybe they haven't got the quality of players that Luton had going forward or that Charlton yeah. had going forward. When you look at some of those players who like Lyle Taylor and um, uh, Wallace and people like this who were yeah. going forward for these teams who had come up from League One, I, yeah. there's no one in that Coventry team which I look at and I think, yeah, he could go and play for a... Not to say they're bad players, but yeah. there's no one which really stands out as an offensive player, if yeah. that you get what I mean. I look at I look at the last five games. Like two 0 defeat, four 0 defeat, one all draw, two 0 defeat, three one nil nil. 
the last seven games there with two goals, it's it's not good enough, you know. You know what I mean? You you take the QPR victory out of it um, earlier early on in the season when they scored three. They haven't scored enough goals and and they've used half of the goals this season in one game, and that's just not enough, you know. The, and they, and they had to score three to win the game. It's just not enough to to sustain a good run in this in this league because the league it's no mercy. You, you see teams like Norwich City scoring late goals. You see Stoke City scoring three. You see Brentford scoring regular goals. Middlesbrough have started scoring. Cardiff always score. You've got to score goals in this division. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a way to do it as well, which we'll get to later. Uh, next up, Derby County. Uh, they had um, uh, a mixed week. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it was probably I think it was a probably decent week for them. I think, um, obviously, where they are in the division, they haven't had a great start. 2-1 all draws. The first one at a local derby at the weekend against Nottingham Forest. 1-0 ahead. And then Lyle Taylor equalised. Wagon opened the scoring. Local derby. Um, obviously, no Wayne Rooney. Um, who's isolating for the week? So he missed obviously two big games, um, and Standing obviously we we spoke about you know, yeah, but we spoke about that side, didn't we? You know what I mean? He's um, he's having a big impact on his football club. You know that it's it was stupidity on his behalf, in my opinion. Um, and the two games that he's missed, he could have been the catalyst and the difference in making those draws into wins. You know what I mean? Look at the Cardiff game; they were one 0 ahead for um, for long periods. Um, Obviously, until until Kiefer scored, um, Waghorn again. You know he's had a good week. He's a good centre forward, but will he score enough goals? Will he get the ammunition to score enough goals to push them forward um, for the rest of the season? I'm not so sure. Um, they brought in um, Colin Kazim Richards. Um, you know what I mean? I didn't think he was still around. Um, he used to be a very good player back in the day. He's about 34, 35 now. Um, so let's see. Um, let's see how he does. You know what I mean? He's only played about uh, 20 minutes of football in the last he's three games. He's a fiery chap. He is, yeah. He's uh, was he Turkish international? Uh, he's mm-hmm. been sent off probably more times than he scored. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure him and Wayne Rooney together is is a is a is a, is a be, recipe for success. I think uh, there could be fireworks on and off the pitch. But let's see. Listen, Derby need all the help they can get, I believe, because they're they're in a position which they don't want to be in. They're under the manager's under a lot of pressure, and I think he's trying everything to get them out of it. Yeah, I think look, mate, the championship um is like a common theme. There's so many teams, Derby included, who on paper look like they've got a squad capable of challenging for the title, let alone promotion. But for some reason, tactics, team selection, whatever it may be, situation, doesn't click. And Derby, they fall in that category, mate. Look, Forest result, I think that's a good result. Forest have got a new manager, they're up and ready and they're starting to get themselves together. So a point away, good. Cardiff City... We'll get to Cardiff side of it in a minute. But like, I'll, uh, I'll just, Cardiff I'll just, were dreadful. Derby yeah, should have won bad that result. game. Yeah, bad result. I'll, I'll go on Richie's, Richie's comment about it was nice to see a, uh, it was nice to see a game at Pride Park with no snow. So it was nice yeah. to get, a, it was nice to get a game on in, um, in October. In October, no yeah. snow. No, I mean normally we get, normally we get uh, uh, oh, very yeah, bad weather Derby's, at Pride Park. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's torrid, mate. Funny yeah. enough, Ed, uh, Ed, uh, BBC Derby journalist Ed Dawes tweeted or he put something on Facebook about the game that he was commentating on and I said oh mate is it snowing I hope you've got your gloves and he saw the funny side of it but, yeah uh, he, I think he's the only he was the only Derby fan who ever did see the funny side of any of my uh, yeah. comments where he knows the ridiculousness yeah. of it doesn't he yeah. uh, next up is Forrest actually so that falls yeah. in nicely yeah Gris- uh, Grzycki's that... loan appeal was rejected did you see that yeah yeah I did yeah they've had a um, they've had another similar week. Uh, obviously, two draws, two one-all draws. I, I look at the Derby game. 
I see that as a as a as a good result for Derby. I see it as a bad result for Forest. Oh yes, they were chasing the games. Lyle Taylor's got got another goal. He's starting to um starting to make a little bit of a name for himself. They go to Luton Town, go one 0 behind, get a uh, get a man sent off, and then all of a sudden they start playing a little bit and start to attack and start creating chances, which is must be pretty worrying for for, for Luton, but um, but pleasing for Nottingham Forest that they've now four games unbeaten. They've given themselves an opportunity, but they need to turn these these draw size into win into wins because um, Rotherham won all, Derby County won all, Luton Town won all. We're on about Nottingham Forest here. You know what I mean? We're on about Nottingham Forest. And if Nottingham Forest have any aspirations about about going up, getting in the playoffs, they need to turn those sides who they're playing against into wins because they, they should be beating them on paper. Yeah, I think they're finally getting over that um, that last day kind of heartbreak. I suppose you. Yeah, I think it. the manager. I think the manager's come in and he's done a. He's done a good job to try and turn that around. So I think Chris Hewitt um, will be it'll be a good appointment. Gaz makes a, has got a great question here for us. Um, he basically says uh, the because I mentioned the Groziki lo- loan application was refused. Twenty one seconds after the deadline, uh, he says, "Is it childish or fair?" I, I'd throw an, I'd throw the question in. Why on earth are you leaving a deal? Yeah. That oh yeah. In the day. Spot on. But from the EFL's point of view, is it just, you know, it was 20 seconds. Technically, it's still, say, 7 o'clock, whatever it was, 5 o'clock it was. Mm. If it's 5 o'clock plus 21 seconds, it's technically still 5 o'clock. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the the five o'clock deadline anywhere for me. You know what I mean? It's a deadline day, and the day ends at midnight. So for me, the deal's got to be midnight. You know what I mean? And if and if a deal's yeah. not done by the midnight, the paperwork's not through by the midnight. Um, a deal can't be done. You know what I mean? For me. I look at the player. I feel sorry for the player because the player wanted to go. The player wants to go and play football. He's now stuck on his backside, sitting doing nothing. Yeah, the club the squad. Which is not going to play him. You know what I mean? So for me, he's a good. He's a good player. The championship probably needs him, and I'm uh, I'm gutted for him. And it could have been any club. I'm not really that bothered which which club it was, but I'd be frustrated as a manager if the paperwork was being held up by my football club as well. So I'd, I'd, I'd probably ask like, that, those questions as well. Yeah, look, if it's a minute, if it's five minutes after the deadline, then tough. It, by when you're talking seconds, I just think, come on, bit of common sense. Like for the sake of the player, less. Like, but then I suppose people will say, when you know, where do you draw the line? Yeah. But I'm saying, if it's still like it's five o'clock on the clock, whatever, however many seconds it is, then maybe we can allow that. If it's five o one or five o two, then all right. I guess I do, I, 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 I do I don't understand though. Why leave a deal that late? If you if you want the player and you know he's available, get him a week ago, two weeks ago, start the season. Why wait? Oh, I don't get it. You know, it baffles me. Baffles uh, me. Rob Boyle just uh, he missed that. Uh, Grzycki of uh, was going to Forest on loan. Rob West and Brom. Um, West Brom. Uh, sorry, uh, was it West Brom? Forest. West Brom. He's gone. He was going to Forest from West Brom. Yeah. Is that right? Sorry. Yeah. And um, it was twenty-one seconds past the loan deadline, so they blocked it. Uh, next up, QPR. So uh, mm, they they're very difficult to predict. Yeah, QPR, up and down, mate. up and down. Side. The last four games, QPR played them. They haven't, scored, they haven't scored a goal. And you know, we, we've we've said we've said over the last probably eighteen months how good QPR have changed things, fortunes around. They score more goals, create more chances. After losing some big players as well. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And they, and they still keep churning the players out. Nil nil draw against Birmingham. I think it's a good result. There's never many goals against Birmingham this season. Cranker's got a way of playing. My issue 
is the Barnsley game. Another red card, by the way. Dicky gets sent off um, for the penalty for Corley Woodrow. Um, and they just lacked ideas again. Um, they've still got the attacking players. You know, I mean, you've got your Macaulay Bourne, you've got Albert Dormer, you've got Tom Carroll, um, you've got Che, you've got Dykes. You've still got all, all these kind of players, but they're not they're not creating the chances of scoring goals like the Jordan Hughes last year did and the Eze did. You know what I mean? These players made made get goals and chances out of nothing. And at the minute, QPR, it's not it's not happening for um, for Warburton at all for whatever reason. And um, I'm sure Mark will be um, quite concerned with uh, with the with the table at the minute because last year they were. They were, they were inconsistent, but they were winning a lot more games than they were losing. And at the minute, four games out of goal is a, is a major concern. And the games don't get any easier. You know, you, you look tomorrow, they play Cardiff City. Then they play Derby County, Blackburn, Watford. The games are really tough. Every game's a tough game. You know, that, that yes, we're, we've been a little bit, we're going to be negative on Cardiff and the way, the way that things are going. But last time Cardiff went to QPR, I think it was 4 or 5 nil last season. So it, I, we can't afford a repeat like that. And I'm sure Cardiff City will be well up for it. Yeah, like I was just looking, the last five games, uh, they've scored one goal, which was against Wednesday. However, they had Wednesday, Bournemouth, then Preston. Okay, So I'd accept that they might not have thought they'll pick up points there, the three great teams in Championship football. But then these, we, I think we even said last week, Birmingham and Barnsley, those two was almost like a bit of a break for them from mm. playing those mm. other, or after playing those teams. Yeah. And it's almost like they switched off. Because they dropped, they drew with Birmingham, and then they Barnsley just destroyed them, and yeah, it was like Barnsley of last year. Yeah, you can't put your eggs in one basket, though, Sai, can you? You can't afford to expect that you're going to win. Um, yeah, against these kinds of sides, it's just it's just it's, it's so more than any other league, yeah. in that so unpredictable. Uh, so next up, mate, was Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah, that, that falls in nicely yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Drew away to Millwall, which I think is a great result. I think Millwall are absolutely flying. Gary Rowell's got them playing some great stuff. So to go yeah. away to the um, to the new den or one nil up, uh, they give a goal away just on half time for a set piece. Uh, Cooper headed home, um, but they hung on. They did really well to get to get the point. And then we just said there, the blue QPR out of the water. Carly Woodrow, Chaplin, um, and a, a silly on goal, which was it, it, somebody would have tapped it in anyway. But he's, yeah, I'm always on the fence. Me sometimes. Sometimes if you just leave the ball. You put the onus on the centre forward. Yes, he might look a little bit silly, but nine times out of ten, you know, what I mean, that one opportunity might not go in, and 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 you might it might look like a good decision because at the minute there's a lot of own goals going in because people are are trying to save a last ditch tackle, and um, I'm not sure if fans were there that they would take these kind of risks for me. But on a on a positive note for Barnsley going forward, Si, we we rave about how how many chances they create, and I think they thoroughly deserved that 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 victory. But for me, it should have been a little bit more. Should, should have should have scored a few more goals. Well, we uh, we mentioned their dependence on Corley Woodrow when he was linked with Cardiff. I said I didn't see them sign and selling him just because they're so dependent on his goals. They've mm. scored uh, six goals in the last three games. Corley Woodrow has only scored one of them, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he's got done. Uh... Did he scored two in that game or one? No, he scored one. One against QPR. So he's only yeah. scored one. So that's a good sign for them. And yeah. Plus, they've only conceded. Oh, they conceded two versus Stoke, but mm. you know they kept a clean sheet against QPR. I think that's big for them. Because yeah. if Barnsley can do what they did in League One, which was keep a lot of clean sheets, they will score goals. They'll score goals because they create chances. I agree. You know what I mean? And and a lot a lot was made of losing Brown and losing some other attacking players. But if you can, if you can play your strengths and give the ball to um, to the Woodrows and um, to the Chaplins and 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 you'll, you'll create chances and goals will come. 
Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, next up was Rotherham United. Picked up their second win of the league season. And uh, it was a big win for them, mate. Two, oh, no, they lost to uh, Reading, didn't they? Sorry. Oh, Andy's gone. Um, so, yeah, Reading uh, thrashed Rotherham on the Saturday. But uh, I want to talk about Rotherham versus Sheffield Wednesday because I thought Rotherham were very, very good. And uh, just as we wait for Andy, if anyone wants any questions quickly, never mind, ignore that. Uh, I was just saying, mate, Rotherham against Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham were very, very good. Yeah. Um, and be, know, and red, red, the, and, be, red and red beating everyone, but before the but red Rotherham. card, but before the red card as well. By the way, you know I'm not yeah. having what, what I, I watched. Uh, I watched extended highlights of this, and people were on about saying that the the red card was was the issue. It wasn't yeah, the red Monk card. Said that you know as well. I mean, it was it wasn't the red card at all. They were already one 0 down. Um, they were already defensively all over the place. Flint went off, um, injured for Palmer, and for me, it, it wasn't an excuse. Yes, the two goals came, but the the second goal. It was an open goal. He would have scored anyway. So that would already been two 0 So I'm not having Gary Monk making that as an excuse. They were all over the place. He didn't score a goal. For me, I think his his um, his uh, his lineup was all wrong. I, I look at Josh Windass and think, why didn't he play? Adam Adam Reach on the bench. Jordan Rhodes on the bench. For me, he's got some. Kachunga was on the bench. He's got some very good players on the bench. For me, it looks from an outsider looking in that he doesn't know his best team and he's he's moving people around because players just want to play. Si. you know what I mean. And if you change yeah. a, a team. From A to B, from Saturday to Tuesday, Saturday to Wednesday. For me, you're not going to get that consistency. The teams who do well are the teams who keep the similar or same team week in, week out. Um, a team like Reading at the minute, the flying. Does he make changes? No. He brings subs on to freshen things up during a game or to give lads a rest, but he keeps the same team week in, week out. Yeah, the players trust him because the players know the tactics and the formation. And you get, even if you're not getting the results all the time, you get a fluency. Of play in a certain way, yeah. you know that your right back's going to be where your right back's going to be. You know what runs they make, so then it becomes second nature to you know play a diagonal ball to the fullback or what you know whatever it may be. But tactically, the more the more you keep the team together, the same. I think it's better long term for and especially for teams coming up who yeah. are struggling. I think finding that fluency and having a run of wins is so important, um, and I think rather than but, you know, in a kind of it, is Rotherham Sheffield Wednesday a derby? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yorkshire derby. Yeah. So to win a Yorkshire derby so comfortably, and I'm not having what Monk said, similar to what you were just saying there. It was I didn't think it was the sending off because they were one 0 up, and also it could have been two at least because they had the uh, there was a couple of really good chances just before the goal. And the goal's and the goal side. Si. If, if, yeah. if he didn't, if he didn't, if he wasn't sent off, he scores because he walked it in. He, 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 the goalkeeper was, was ahead of the ball. He, he was just about to put it in and he got pulled back. So don't blame the red card. The red card didn't have a didn't have an effect on the first two goals for me. Uh, yeah, spot on, mate. Next up, Huddersfield Town. Um, from last week's great week, two wins, to this week's poor week of two defeats. Um, just the joys of the championship, I guess, Si. But listen, um, on a bigger picture of Huddersfield Town, this time last year they were in dire straits. So, you know oh, what I mean? Mate. This year they're, yeah. they're having a... They're having a very good season, so you know what I mean? They'll pick themselves up, you know what I mean? They played Preston North End, who can beat anybody on the day. They got beat at home 2-1. Um, it's always a difficult difficult game side. They went 1-0 ahead, um, and then Brown scores two quick quick succession goals in just after half-time, and, and you're chasing the game. And when you're chasing the game and you get man sent off, Sar got himself sent off, um, it's a difficult one. Do you it's think really there was a sending off, oh, Same thing again for me, Sai. I think, uh, personally, no, but... We'll go back to this this wording of letter of law and things, and I think I think uh, I think in today's day and age, you know, if you 
it, then you know it's a risk of getting sent off at the end of the day, regardless yeah. of whether we think it should be a sending off. Yeah, I think I, I, uh, I think if you if you could if the referee could look at it again, you might be giving things benefit of the doubt a little bit because sometimes you're making a, and this is what I like about the championship, by the way, that the referees are making a, a quick fire decision on decisions. And I think that's why we're having loads of men sent off because I think uh, referees thinking that, that, that the worst because you've got to remember, Si, if fans were in the stadium, these tackles will probably sound worse because you've got all the fans going mad as well. So referees are making these judgments on zero fans as well, which makes it makes it even better for me that I think they're making these judgments off a professional um, decision themselves. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, yeah, poor week overall for Huddersfield. Um, Preston was a tough game. They probably would have expected or... Uh, Wanted to beat Birmingham City, um, so it's, you know it's, it is what it is, I guess. And and we'll move on to Birmingham next. But mm. it's interesting on Facebook. Uh, Richie is saying about fans should get behind the team, and um, you know Cardiff have had a quite good couple of years, etc. Um, and about the Boo Boys because it, it was an obviously a negative reaction to the midweek game on YouTube. Johnny Wish has said Cardiff were garbage. Uh, and Neil Harris should never be a manager uh, for a club the size of Cardiff. Russell Slade, part two, in his opinion. Um, so that's quite interesting that you've got kind of two people who watch Cardiff week in, week out, and they're having a different opinion. But we'll get to Cardiff in a minute. Um, next up was Birmingham City, as I mentioned. Um, good result against Huddersfield. Yeah, and a decent result at QPR. You know, I know we've I know we've, we've hammered QPR a little bit. I'm not, not scoring enough goals, but... Loftus Road is a difficult place to go, and Birmingham yes. City, the way that they play in the setup, they're not going to score a lot of goals. They don't create a lot of chances. Side, listen, they've played, um, they've played uh, how many games have they played? Nine, uh, eight games, and they've scored five goals and let five in against. So defensively, they're absolutely brilliant. You know what I mean? And, and they're and, and they're up there with the Reddins, and they're up there with the best teams in the league. But going forward, to only score five goals as well, it's just not a good return. You know, and they've just got two of them in one game as well. So it's a it's a difficult one, you know what I mean, to get right. And, and Karanka plays in a certain way that he defends from, from, from the front and, and he lets gets everybody behind the ball and the attack um, in, in small numbers. But it's effective in this league and he's got a good track record. The same as what Neil Warnock's got at this level, you know what I mean? So he knows how to get out this division. Yeah. And you won't hear Birmingham City fans complaining if he gets them in the playoffs because that'll be a progression and a successful season if um, by scoring 25 goals this season. The fans won't care. As long as they win games. Yeah, spot on, mate. I, I, as you know, I'm a big fan of um, what Birmingham are trying to do in terms of build around a young squad with a few experienced players. Great, great week for them. Four points. Um, like you say, QPR is a difficult place to go. Um, and Huddersfield had a good start to the season, mate. You know, um, those last-minute goals always lift the squad as well. And after conceding against Huddersfield, they conceded the equaliser at 85 minutes to then go and get that winner in the 90th minute. That's that's like... Well, Sai, si, si, one thing I will say then, because you, you, you let an 85th-minute goal in against Huddersfield, you let a 90th-minute goal in against Birmingham, uh, against Norwich City. Yeah, fitness, that's the problem, isn't it? Fitness, you know concentration, what I mean? Concentration, that... fitness levels. Could that yeah, be because they've got quite a young squad um, switching off, thinking of them? It's hard, to, it's hard to defend for 90 minutes as well, size. You know what I mean? If, you're, if you defend for 90 minutes, you're going to switch off sometime and, and people switch off at the wrong time. And unfortunately for them, it could be the 90th minute and, or the 85th minute, which, which seems to cost them, what, three points or potentially two points in the last 10 days. 
indeed. Uh, spread the word because the next team is Cardiff. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on. <laughs> so before we get to that, there was a couple of questions which are Cardiff related, which I said I was going to go back to. Uh, so Gavin asked, uh, Ojo's getting better and better. What do you think, Andy, inside? Um, go on, so I'll let you go first because you're obviously a big, you're a big fan. So, you know what I mean? I'll, and like I am, but I'll let you go first. So my concern with Ojo was whether he'd be able to consistently do it over the season and if, you know, Cardiff needed wingers who could play 30 games, 30 or plus games and do it week in, week out. Um, and I questioned whether he'd be able to do that. I think since he got his first goal, he looks like he's really confident. Um, I'm going to get to Cardiff in a minute in regards to their lack of crosses into the box. Um, a lot of that is tactical, which again we'll talk about. But in terms of Ojo, I quite like him. Um, this in there, the problem overall, and it's not a problem for him. He's a young man making his way in the game. He needs time. He's only 19, but I just don't know if he's right. We can't rely on him for the whole season. Like He's not going to go and get 15 assists and 10 goals this year. I'd be very surprised if he does because he's so young. I think that's a problem because Cardiff need that. Yeah, so you look for me. You look at um, you look at his development. He's coming through a really good system at Liverpool. Um, he's had a he had a, a loan move in in France as a young boy. He went to Rangers last season, played nineteen games, scored one goal. He's played eight games in the Championship and already scored two. He's getting assists, and for me, in a tougher division than than the SPL. So for me, I see this as massive progress for the boy. You know what I mean? I think we can't put too much pressure on him. Uh, we can't be too many expectations on him. For me, if as a wide player, if you could get yourself five, seven goals yeah. um, throughout the season and then still chip away with the assist, because that's your job, um, I think he'll be, be over the moon. Because the way he plays, si, and, the, and, the, and the balls he puts in the box for Kiefer Moore and Gratzel, for me, he will set goals up just by putting the ball into an area. So, for me, his assists are there. The goals, for me, are a bonus. You know what I mean? Yes. And for a young, yeah, for a young lad, um, when I say young lad, he's 23. Uh, but he's still, a, he's, still a, he's still a young boy. But, you know what I mean? I think he's... Um, he needs to go and play 40 games for me. He needs to play 40 games in a season. He's, he, he, as I say, he played 19 last year at Rangers, uh, 15 the season before in France. He needs a good run of games, week in, week out, like he's doing. He'll play with confidence and let's see where they can take him because um, for me, I hope it's not putting him in the shop window and someone else hmm. can uh, snap him away and take him away in January or at the end of the season because for me, Cardiff need all the help they can get. They've lost a winger already this season and trying to replace him again, another player, would just be impossible. Yeah, look, mate, um, I thought the performance against Derby County specifically was pretty close to disgraceful. Yeah. Um, it was negative, long ball. So that was the, that's pub football, mate. Cardiff are better than that. They've got better players than that. As 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 many weaknesses as there are in the Cardiff squad, which we pointed out at the end of last year when we said they need to address it in the transfer window, and then I said and we said at the start of the season they haven't addressed it. They got some, you know, in the second window they got some players in. I still think they haven't address, addressed a lot of the issues. Mm. Harry Wilson's injured. Tomlin's still out. We've mm. got nothing. No creativity. Yeah. Let's just or Kiefer Moore's up front. Let's just lob it up to him. Yeah, we don't go down the sides and put any crosses in. You have Hoylet just turn back, pass to Bennett, or whoever, you know, pass back to the fullback. Negative, mate. And I just, I can't be having it at all. Um, 
it's exactly what I was concerned about with Neil Harris when they announced he was manager, that we would just go to this long ball, play the percentages, crap. Yeah. And I, I I struggle with it. A couple of questions, mate. Um, how are you impressed I did that without swearing? Yeah. Um, Kelly says, uh, anyone feel Kiefer Moore just being penalised all the time, trying to get elevation whilst jumping for the ball? I do think he gets a rough deal. He, he does, but it's the way he plays his all arms and, he's, and he's, he gets elevation by using his arms and he's in cost of his stature and cost of the way he plays. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult one, but for me, he's just got to, just got to keep on going, keep plugging away because he's going to get some of the decisions. He's not going to get some others. But so I, I'll refer for me for what you've said. I'll, I'll, I'll follow on another level. So um, I looked at the Middlesbrough game, watched the Middlesbrough game quite closely. I spoke to a couple of people during the game, um, and after the game at half time, for me, I, I just saw. Um, um, I saw Neil Warnock just shutting, shutting up shop but I liked that Cardiff kept coming they kept coming with fresh ideas they kept coming with Harry Wilson they kept coming with Josh Murphy or Joe Kiefer Moore um, I thought Joe Rawls and Walton Vaux in midfield I thought with the, with the best best partnership and best pair um, I thought the substitutions who came on Gratzel, Hoyle, Pakuna they made a little bit of a difference and the longer the game went you know, I mean, if they scored a little bit a little bit earlier in the game I, I do believe they'd have won um, but I think I think the cut of goal came with about 20 minutes to go. I think if they if they had another 10, 20, 15, 20 minutes, that that probably won yeah. the game. But but, um, but then chalk and cheese side. You just said said there about the derby game, the selection, um, the, the the lacking of ideas, um, just the all round. It, it, they just look like a different side from devoid of from ideas. From what, what, what I've just what I've just mentioned, and uh, probably one plus point. Um, uh, Joe Bennett um, was back in. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he, he started. If I'm honest, I'm surprised he wasn't he wasn't on the bench. Um, and be disappointed for um, for the young player to uh, to lose his lose his place after a, after a, di- a good yeah, performance against in. Middlesbrough. Um, but the manager went for experience. Um, but the formation changed. That's the problem, isn't it? For the me. formation for me it changed dramatically. Sai against uh, against Derby because because Joe Rawls was asked to do a, a more attacking role, mm. which. It's not really in his armour for me. I think he enjoys no. getting on the ball from the defence and spraying balls about and getting us going. Obviously, Junior Hoylet is no Josh Murphy, leg-wise, um, for me, in my opinion. So, straight away, you've lost two of your three attacking players, um, which then puts a lot of uh, onus and a lot of pressure on a on a, on a, on a lad who's on loan from, from Liverpool. So, it's, it's a it's a really difficult one for me. And then you lose your, your right-back and you put Bakuna back in there. You know what I mean? For me, he's not a right-back. He makes too many errors at right-back. His quality on the ball is not great. Um, but the manager right. picks the team, and he lives and dies by it. The manager's going to live and so die by, by his decisions. Yeah. A couple of t- couple of uh, messages. Uh, Garing says Neil Harris sets up not to lose. Maybe he's safeguarding his job. No comment for me on that. But it's a difficult one. It's, 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 uh, difficult, difficult one because. Um, the pressure on the manager in 2020 is is, 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 is horrific. You know, you, you lose three games, that you're going to lose your job. So, you know what I mean? He's churning over points. You know what I mean? I know that doesn't sound great as a football fan and, and, and it's the style of football that you, you thought you'd left and you wanted a different way of playing. But he's got two points in a week. He's undefeated in a week. You see them positives. It's You know what I mean? Yes, it wasn't great. Yes, it was a really bad performance. But he'll see it as a positive, like the players will see it as a positive as well. Yeah. You could make a positive out of anything. Um, so I got two points really to finish us off with this. Um, one, which I'll tie into James's comment there on the formation. But first of all, I want to ask you a question. Now we've just discussed a minute ago about the importance of getting 
the same 11 or a run, a core of your side, etc., etc., playing week in, week out. But yeah. what I want to know is uh, Bakuna, Pack, and Hoylet have been underperforming for Cardiff City, in my opinion for at least 12 months I'd say out of the three Bakuna has had a few good games in that time the, the other two I think have been underperforming for a while maybe not full 12 months but for a, a good not like a not talking a couple of games I'm talking a prolonged period of time yet the manager will start them week in week out now that's a problem for me because if they're not performing alright everyone has a bad day of course we get that but if they're not performing week in, week out, game in, game out, yes, they're experienced. Yes, you know what you're going to get with them from a work rate point of view, etc. But that's not going to improve the results and not going to improve the team because you're picking players that are out of form. In some players' cases, you're picking players which maybe they're coming to the tail end of their career and they're not what they once were. I, I, it's problematic for me. I mean, what do you feel like as an, as an ex-player? So, for instance, if you're... Uh, the young Mark Harris on the bench for Cardiff, you're full of energy ready to go and you see Junior Hoyler underperforming week in week out being negative, passing the ball backwards instead of, because he can't beat the man anymore because he hasn't got the pace to do it, so within turn we're not getting the crosses in to, to keep him more so we're going backwards surely that's going to be frustrating for the people, on the guys on the bench uh, listen, I think it's uh... I think it's frustration for everybody, but you've got to. For me, it, it, the players are. They haven't got the power. They haven't got the. You know, what I mean, they're 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 judged by their manager. Their manager picks the team, so they've got to yeah. impress their manager enough for the manager to have faith in those players. You know what I mean? That 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 the players are experienced. That's why he's he's keeping faith with them. He thinks they're the best fit, um, and. Um, for me, it's it's putting round pegs in square holes. I wouldn't put a, a, a midfielder in a different position. I wouldn't put a, a centre midfielder in a more attacking role. I wouldn't put a centre half up front. But for what me, about that one, Hoylet at ten when uh, you're Tomlin and you. Not for me. No, not not for me. I don't think he creates. I don't think he's got that. I don't think he's got that pass. I don't think he's got that pass. For he me, he's got the guile, Levy. For me, for me, I think we're, we're missing a trick. You don't have a ten. You just play four no. four two. Yeah, and you have two centre forwards. That's what I was going to get to now. So you, you play four four two. You've got why play a ten? Why keep the same formation when you haven't got the player? You're putting round pe- you're putting you're putting square pegs in round holes or round square round pegs in square holes. It's pointless. You've got Gratzel on the bench, who you bought for a lot of money. You've got you've got two big monsters who you can put who you can put the ball forward to. Play a direct game. Put loads of crosses in the box and see what happens. You put the other team under pressure from the minute one and see see where you get. You know what I mean? Forget this neat and tidy football, trying to get a number 10 in, a, in, in an area in behind, in behind the midfield, just be in front of the centre-halves. It's a difficult way of playing. You know, we're not we're not Man City. You know what I mean? So, it's it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. I, I, listen, I would love them to play this Barcelona type of football and, and score the best goal in the world. But for me, put the ball in the box and keep a moral score. You put the ball in the box and give Gratzel chances, he'll score goals as well. How yeah. can he score when he's sat on the sat on his backside? Impossible. No. He's and Kiefer Moore can't he might be six for five, but he can't do anything with just long balls yeah. pumped up to him to hold up. And he's got no runners to play off him. Joe Wolves is not that type of midfielder and he's playing in that role. Mm. The wingers have got no legs. Mm. You play four four two and you play Murphy and you play White, you play Harris, Harry Wilson, you play these guys wide with Rawls and Vox in the middle. 
and Glatzel and uh, more up front. Why not try that? I don't mm. understand the refusal I find it, to try it. I find it difficult, side because I, I look at it from a personal point of view. If I was playing for Cardiff City right now, I wouldn't yeah. play. I wouldn't play. I'd either be sat on my backside on the bench or I'd play out wide. I wouldn't score any goals because I wouldn't get anywhere near the goal because I, I wouldn't be playing number 10 because I'm not that kind of player. Mm. Um, I'd play out wide and that would be my only option and yeah. I'd play because I want to play but I, I would love to play out front with the key for more. I'd love to play out front with the, with the Gratzel because they'd do all the, all the work that I didn't want to do and I'd get the joys but no, you know, manage, no, no central defence in the championship, mate, would want to play against Glatzel and Kiefer Moore if Correct. we had the wingers putting the ball in. Right. Correct. Last, uh, last thing, because Garing sent this question, I missed it earlier, about Cardiff. Uh, so Garing says, a question for us, uh, who was at fault for conceding the goal against Derby? Smithies for not setting up the wall or Kiefer Moore, who's six foot five and didn't jump? Uh, he just moved his head. <sighs> I, I, I look at I, I I don't think anyone's at fault. Uh, you know what I mean? Because the wall's set up. You know what I mean? Some managers don't like players to jump. You know what I mean? So it, it, you're then blaming somebody else and putting somebody else in the equation. And I'm not saying it's a manager's fault, by the way, because coaches have a it's the coach's job to set up those kind of things. So if you jump, you've got an opportunity to put it under the wall, and the keeper's got no chance to save it. So some managers and coaches say, "Don't jump, stand tall." So the ball's got to beat you and go over the wall. And if you're six foot four, it's got to be a decent free kick to get over the wall. For me, it was a decent free kick to get over the wall and it's gone in the back of the net. For me, if it goes over the wall and it goes in, it's it's a half-decent free kick. I, I do get where the ball went, and but for me, it's a difficult one. For me, yeah. if, if Cardiff City scored that goal, side, I'd say it's a good free kick. But because yeah, they let it in, it's, yeah. it becomes a bad free kick. Yeah, I think you've, but you've always got to look at it from a defensive point of view, haven't you? A goal, you can see the goal. You've got to look at why you conceded the goal. Smithy's probably could have done a better job setting up his wall, of course. Kiefer Moore, if he jumps, he blocks it. But that's easy to say in hindsight. If he jumps and it goes under, he gets told off and slated for jumping. Yeah. So let's just give credit where it's due. If I was going to... No, not even, I wouldn't even blame either of them, to be honest. Um, you know, And it's just a general theme, like guys saying they're sick to death of the one up front. We've done the same when Kenwin Jones was there, just lumping the ball up to him. Um, it's yeah, it's difficult. Um, there was a comment which caught my eye. Oh yeah, uh, Neil Harris keeps saying that Glattel's the best finisher at the club. Yeah, he's constantly on the bench. It doesn't make sense. It we'll doesn't finish, make sense. We'll finish with Cardiff for now. Mm, uh, we might come back to it if we have some questions at the end of the show. But next up, Preston North End. What do you think yeah, of the week? The, um, 50-50, the win again, the lose again. Um, probably not like that at the moment. Isn't they? Probably no disgrace losing against Millwall uh, against Millwall because Millwall are travelling really well at the minute. Millwall are, are beating some of the some of the best sides in the league and uh, Preston aren't, aren't hitting the heights that they did last season's side, but they're still scoring goals, they're still creating chances, um, and I think they'll they'll, they'll be okay. Uh, Alex Neil's got he's, he's got them doing a doing a good job. As I said, the reaction they showed after going one 0 down against Huddersfield was great and. Um, I say um, Alan Brown scored two quick quick fire goals, um, and they deserve to win. But obviously, the home games are the important ones. If you want to get in the playoffs, you want to do do well this season. You've got to win the home games. But to lose against Press uh, against Millwall, um, uh, Kenneth as a horse scored, uh, and then there was a, a Jed Wallace penalty. So it's a, it was a difficult one to take, really. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, mate? Um, they've been very up and down, Preston. Um, they started the season really well. And it does. It feels like almost like one win, one loss, one win. I know it's not quite like that, but two tricky games. A good win against Huddersfield, who've been in form, and then Millwall 
are doing very very well um we'll talk about key from uh kenneth Zahor a bit later on because mm-hmm. uh, he had a mixed bag of a week um yeah. did you see the one where he hit the corner flag yeah i did uh, it was incredible mm-hmm. good shot but uh millwall looking nice but in terms of preston do you still think they'll be there or thereabouts in terms of playoffs um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they're good enough to be in the top ten, um, and probably pushing and pushing and pushing like they did last year. But um, yeah, you've seen how, how strong they were last year, so they still didn't have enough to get in the playoffs. So I think it's a it's a tough league this year, and I, I, I don't think they'll have enough. Yeah, no, I think they might fall just short myself. Uh, next up was Blackburn, who they've they've got the ability to slam anywhere. I've seen versus QPR as uh, against Coventry and. You know, they've beaten other teams and then they had a bit of a mm. sticky spell where they drew with Cardiff, lost to Forest, lost to yep. Watford. Then they smashed Coventry on Saturday mm. and then they out, one game. outplayed by Redham. Bad in one game against uh, Coventry this month, they've had an awful month. But yeah, yes. so they, go, they go to Coventry, um, the man gets sent off, uh, Adam Armstrong scores two, uh, really, really dominant display. Um, defend really well and then you go and play Reading and you let in three goals in the first 16-17 minutes you're not giving yourself an opportunity Sir, you know that Adam Armstrong is, is is absolutely on fire you know what I mean he's the, probably the most probably the best centre forward uh, in the division on, on presence uh, and on yeah. form scoring goals but Reading seem to have a little bit of everything it's the it's the pace and power that they break you know what I mean Mite uh, Elise oh, just the way they attack Semedo uh, Lucas Jow the way they attack is absolutely scary, and they're just playing with no fear. And um, uh, when you're bringing on players, Sonny Aluko uh, and um, uh, and McIntyre to take to take attacking players, you know what I mean. So they've got they've got in reserves as well, attacking players who are going to cause teams problems. And um, it'd be interesting if they can carry this on because at the minute there's a gap. They've got themselves a small a small gap which they can play with, and if they can grow that and get a little bit stronger, then um, they can afford a, a bad run now and again. Yeah, I, look, I think, and I firmly believe this, if Blackburn can shore it up at the back, they will be there or thereabouts. I think uh, they're getting the playoffs. In terms of the t- I think they, but I, I think, think they're, they're capable the of doing better than that, but mm. the, their problem is they, yeah. they, they can never the quite get a big run of games because defensively they leak a lot of goals, if yeah. you get what I mean. That's the big difference, I think, between them and the, the teams who will win the league yeah. or finish second. Next up, Brentford... Interesting week for them, mate. Yeah, well, a tough week. When you play, for me, I think they played the two best sides in one week. They played uh, Brent, uh, Stoke City last weekend. Uh, they got beat three two away from home. Um, you go two 0 down against a decent side, and then you go three 0 down just after half time, and you're fighting a losing battle. But they got themselves back into it. Um, Twenty minutes to go, they scored the first goal, uh, and then through the week, uh, the. Uh, went one nil down or one nil up sorry against Norwich City through Ivan Tony who's who's having a great season so far, um, and then again Norwich City score uh, an eighty seven minute equaliser. So is it fitness? Is it concentration for Norwich City? It's, it's it's fantastic, but for Brentford that that's it's a huge two points drop because after losing on Saturday you you need to pick up your points like that. And you can't afford to lose late goals in in games in the Championship because. Um, They've lost a lot of big players, and, and, the, and the league table they're in now, it's it's the position. It would have been a, a lot healthier with those two points added. It would have put them up probably three or four or five places. Yeah, look, Norwich is a tough game, but um, you can't you got can't switch off. Uh, you know, and Tony could be in our two up, two up, two down every week at the moment. Yeah. He's you're on fire. Stoke, um, tough tough game, they, especially because yeah. Stoke now this season are starting to show. 
and we'll move into Stoke, actually. They're the next team. Um, starting to show what they're about. They had a little slip-up, but um, overall, they're finding their feet. Oh, Michael O'Neill's got uh, he's got them playing side. He's got them uh, he's got them attacking. He's got them defending at times. He's he's got listen. You've got Mikel in midfield. He generals in midfield. He runs in midfield. Uh, McLean McLean scores goals. He's not everyone's favourite. He's like Marmite. You either love him or you hate him. Um, obviously Brown, um, Jacob Brown at the Gotham Barnsley. He's he's a threat. Stephen Fletcher. You know I mean we raved about him all last season playing for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Campbell scores goals for them. They've got a substitute substitution bench to die for, by the way. Lee Gregory, Nick Powell, Sam Vokes. And that's not including Joe Allen, Shawcross, who aren't even on the bench at the minute because they're injured. So they've got a really good squad of players. And um, Yes, it wasn't great in midweek. Uh, they got beat by Swansea. Um, I thought Swansea did a, did a good job on them. Um, yeah. They didn't create as many chances, but some of the goals that Swansea scored against them, especially the first one, was outstanding. And when you let goals in like that, it's, sometimes you know it's not going to be your day. But... They're winning enough games at the minute to, to put themselves in a good position. Last season, I think, was a, a just to write the season off. It was a really bad season, but this season, I think they'll, uh, I think they'll go on a good run soon as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, flying high in ninth position, Luton Town. Looking um, good. Yeah, they've had a good week, a solid week. Um, beat Sheffield Windsor away from home, which is a fantastic result. Um, Everyone beats Sheffield Wednesday. You know I mean, keep, uh, keep a clean sheet. <laughs> and then um, and then Nottingham Forest, you know, I think uh, we, we spoke about the Nottingham Forest game earlier on, that they were 1-0 ahead, playing against 10 men. You expect to see the game out, and then and then all of a sudden Ray scores an own goal. Uh, he had a bit of a bit of a funny game, Ray. He scored, he scored an own goal, then he got himself booked in the same game, so... Um, apart from the red card, he had a he had an all round interesting afternoon. But listen, I think with the position that Luton Town finished last season, where they are now, they'll be absolutely delighted in ninth place. Scored seven goals, let in seven go- uh, seven goals on thirteen points, just one point off uh, off the playoff positions. They're having a, a fantastic season, and it's not a it's not a place where you want to go and play. Um, whoever's going to play them next because they they've got some uh, interesting games. They could play Brentford tomorrow, then they're playing Rotherham and Huddersfield. So there's three games there with they could pick all all nine points up, but then at the same time they could lose it all as well. So it's a it's the joys of the championship. Yeah, and it's no fluke they're there, man. They uh, they deserve it. They've been playing really well. The good football, some great players. Um, you know, Wallace is great, mate. Mm. He really is. But um, I really like uh, Glenn uh, Ray. Is it? Or Rhea Ray? Yeah, yeah. He had, a, he, had, he had an interesting right. an interesting game at the weekend. But yeah. I do like him. I think he's a good player. I um, It's interesting. I think Luton are doing well, mate. I enjoy watching them. Next up, the mighty Middlesbrough. Ah, listen, oh, they've, had a, they've, had a, a they've had a great week. Um, draw away from home, win your home games. If you if you keep that kind of form up all the way through the season, you'll get in the playoffs. But it's it's um, it's it's standard of football, brand of football, whichever you want to call it. You know, I'm, I'm um, uh, I, I was promised uh, at the start of last season. Uh, a style and a brand of football, which I'm still waiting for it to, for the begin. So I'm just greedy style. I want I want to be entertained and win games. Um, so it's um, it's a difficult one, a difficult one to take sometimes. But listen, I'm a I'm a fan who, who wants to win, see his side in the Premier League back uh, as soon as possible. And if Neil Warnock can take Middlesbrough back in the Premier League, then I don't care how he plays. Yeah, it's a fair point, mate. Um, I think Middlesbrough's biggest point problem has been scoring goals. So it was good to see yeah. him get a couple. Well, Britt scored um, a good goal, good finish. Um, I thought Jed Spencer's finish was, was excellent as well, the way that he showed composure for, as a, for a defender. Um, you know what I mean? I think uh, George Savile scored a couple of important goals from from set pieces. He did against Cardiff. He scored against Bristol City. So we're, we're scoring goals from various areas, which is which is good. But 
I still think they need more goals from the centre forward areas and, and and from the positions where you expect. Um, Akpron's injured, um, Fletcher injured, um, Brits only just come back, so the pressure on him to score goals, which he's done in the past, and I fully expect him to go and do it again because um, because that's just the way he is and the way that the, 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 the footballers are expected to go on, to go and use their talents productively. But um, it's yeah, they're the, the going along nicely with. Um, uh, with a few games coming up for me, which are winnable games, Nottingham Forest tomorrow, uh, Blackburn Rovers away from home after that. You know what I mean? For me, Middlesbrough could go and win both because of the way that they play, but Nottingham Forest tomorrow will be a difficult one. Forest on paper can score goals. Um, Middlesbrough don't let a lot in. Forest don't let a lot of goals in. Middlesbrough don't normally score many goals, so it's going to be an absolute classic tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. <laughs> I tell it's myself that about now. three o'clock. No, to be fair though, mate, um, I think with Borough, they'll keep clean sheets. If they can find that goal scorer and yeah. someone in the squad who's going to get them 15, 20 goals, they could be, you know, they I agree. Could be in that top I 10. I agree. But you, you look at game side, they played eight games, they scored eight goals. And, you know, I know it's only early, but if if you want to score, if you want to get, if you want to do that um, philosophy of keep clean sheets, scoring goals, we all about Barnsley in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in League One and Barnsley at the minute because they're creating chances. Um, you need to score double the amount of goals that, that it's going at the minute for me yeah. we need to be 12 15 16 goals 100 percent, mate uh next up norwich mixed week for them i thought they were a bit lucky against wickham and um and Drew with Brentford. The, the uh the masters are scoring late goals two games this week two late goals which um i don't think it's Short any fluke time, you know what i mean mate. so the beat uh beat rotherham Last minute goal. Beat Birmingham. Last minute goal. Beat Wickham. Last minute goal. Two at Brentford. Last minute goal. So, you know what I mean? It's 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 no fluke. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Is the 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 continue and the and the grand teams down? But um, as I say, we've already spoke about the red card for um, for Ida. Um, uh, Vrancic, another late goal with a winner against Wickham. I was I was gutted obviously for for Gareth and Wickham, but um, I think from Norwich's point of view, you know, when they look back at the end of the season side and see these late goals as a as some massive points picked up and if they do get to that Holy Grail and get to the Premier League they'll look back at these games and go there, there, there that's the reason yeah. why we're in the Premier League Spot on mate those last minute goals they, they uh, over a season they accrue oh, they some big, big, big points mate um, and it shows the fit as well Sai. it shows fitness levels concentration levels that they keep on going right to the final whistle that's what, that's what we get taught as a kid um, yeah and I think uh, I, I like Kenny McLean who plays for Norwich? I think he's a tidy, really tidy player. He's a, a enjoy watching him, and he obviously picked up the last was it oh, one last minute, eighty seventh minute equaliser versus Brentford, which is a big that's a big goal, mate. At the yeah, end of the big day, goal. Uh, listen, and, Brentford's uh, no Brentford are no mugs. You know what I mean? They'll they'll beat. They'll they beat only a lot just of missed out on automatics, mate. Exactly. At the so. end of the day, it was a really good result. Uh, next up, we have Bristol City, who were f- absolute. They were doing what Reading have been doing uh, for a few games, and as usual. They fall off a cliff and they yeah, fall off they've had a, style. a They've had a tough week. Um, I say Swansea yeah. and Brentford this week. You know what I mean? They don't get any tougher as well. You know, they're, 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 I know the championships are unpredictable league, but when yeah, you're Bournemouth, playing, yeah, Bournemouth, sorry, uh, when you're playing uh, two games like that. But I look at the Swansea game that one 0 down for long periods, a score an eighty third minute penalty through Naki Wells. So for me, that was a good. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Chasing yeah. the game, it's the. It's the Bournemouth game where you lose a, a late goal and you don't give yourself an opportunity. Because if we're talking now, Si, about Bristol City getting two points against Swansea and Bournemouth, yeah. it's a great week. It's an absolutely great week. But one point out of two games 
is a poor week. You know what I mean? I know we spoke about Cardiff City picking. You can see the positives getting two They've points got and two being points undefeated. In four games, mate, haven't they? Yeah, After the start they had, it's poor. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult. You know what I mean? But then you, you take the made, though, you take the Middlesbrough game out of it with a mistake for the goal. Uh, you mm. take the, the 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 late winner for Bournemouth. You know what I mean? It's small margins, and Bristol oh, City have had, a, have had a have had a really tough couple of weeks and getting punished at, uh, at really bad times. Yeah, look. At the end of the day, I think um, the championship is just—it's such a difficult league, mm. and yeah, I think you're just going to get teams having spells of yeah. winning a couple, win a couple of wins, a couple of losses, mm. and then a surprise result. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Watford, uh, just two points from this week's two games. Yeah, Probably well, be disappointed with that, mate. Yeah, well, I think so. I think 100. percent I think uh, well, the Premier League Premier League game last year, Watford against Bournemouth. Um, Watford will be disappointed because uh, they give away a 94th minute equaliser to Bournemouth through Chris Mepham. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's so difficult to take. And then you go into a, a local derby, so to speak, against uh, against Wigan Wanderers and you get outplayed by a team who's come from League One. So that's mm. a really tough, tough week when you when all of a sudden you think you're getting three points in the bag against one of the best squads in the division. And then all of a sudden you're being outplayed on a on a Tuesday night at Wickham. It's a, yeah, it was a strange week for Watford, but, you know, I mean, the, the like I say, two points again. You know, I mean, they've only let four four goals in this season. They haven't scored as many goals as I thought, uh, but I think they'll take they it. And they'll, they'll move so on. little, though, haven't they? Yeah. Like, it keeps them, it gives them a chance. Like, it gives solid. them a it gives them a chance. It gives them an opportunity to progress forward because you look at you look at the names. You know, what I mean, the goalkeeper alone. You know, what I mean, Foster will uh, Foster will keep clean sheets. He will get he, Cathcart. You know, what I mean, they, these kind of players are the Premier League players. You know, what I mean, they'll Clever, win you games, mate. Really. Like Ben Foster will win Watford yeah. a game on his own at some yeah. point. Cleverly, Saar, Pedro, you know what I mean? They're, listen, they've got some very Shabala. good players. Yeah, they've got some very Joe good players. Pedro on the bench versus Bournemouth. Yeah, he was, but he, he was, but he played against Wickham. Mm. Yeah, Wickham outplayed him, mate, as we discussed yeah. earlier. Next up, Millwall on fire. Oh, Swansea. Miss Swansea on? Oh, did I? Yeah. Uh, I mind Swansea are above them. But oh, no. no. Well, I'm just going to... Oh, yeah. We'll go uh, with Millwall, then we'll do Swansea. Uh, Millwall, oh, well... Great week. Um, uh, four points in a week. Press, finished off with Preston with three points. Jed Wallace, uh, Kenza Sahar. Um, Millwall are finishing this season the way that they, they finished last season. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're doing great. And Gary Rowe should be credited for, for the work he's doing. He's, he's, put, a, he's put, for me, a, a not strong squad on paper, but he's pulling them into really good uh, togetherness. He's, 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 he's getting them to play the way that they want to play. There's creating chances of scoring goals. They look defensively strong as well. They don't give a lot away. Um, I know Gary was a defender back in the day and it just shows that uh, he's turned into a very shrewd manager and he's doing a really good job. Yeah, he certainly is, mate. Um, and then look, if Kenneth Sahor can get a run like he did for Cardiff in the Championship, um, I believe that could be massive for Millwall because it takes the pressure off Wallace and them two together scoring goals for fun could make Millwall very, very dangerous. Like yeah. We've talked about the importance of having a goal scorer, but like potentially Millwall have got two 20-odd yeah. yeah. goal season yeah. strikers. Easily, um, yeah. As long as they can keep it tight at the back, that's yeah. uh, dangerous for them, and I think mm. they've got a good chance of the playoffs this year. Um, next up is Swansea City. Good week, side. They, they, they go to Bristol City, get a, get a good point. Uh, beat Stoke City, you know what I mean, on paper. Really two really tough games. And the Stoke City game in particular, I thought they dominated. Yeah. I thought the the, the first goal uh, from Fulton, I thought was outstanding. The way that he flicked it in outside his right foot and off the post. Skills. It was absolutely fantastic. And I, 
I looked at a big uh, a big changing point in the game for me was uh, was a triple substitution by the manager. He brought on Bidwell, uh, Kabanga, and Palmer, and uh, you know I wrote those three names down because I just thought um, for a manager to make a triple substitution take in the game balls. when you when you're one 0 ahead, you know what I mean against a good side, it does make take absolute balls and um, and it coincided with uh, Bidwell setting up Palmer for the um, for the second goal and you know he's got to take huge credit because the. They're doing something really right, you know what I mean? They've got them back playing the Swansea type of way of football and, and the goals that they're scoring and, and the way they're attacking. It's uh, it's uh, interesting to see. Indeed, as Coventry City are beating Reading, by the way. Yeah, I just saw that. Someone called that early on. I think it was Rob Boyle mm-hmm. and Leslie, maybe. Um, they called that. But yeah, Swansea have been very good. Um, a big fan of Kabanga. Um, but, like you say, balls of steel from the manager. At the end of the day, these managers coaches whatever they live by their they live and die by their decisions yeah um, and their tactics so next up is Bournemouth mate yeah well they don't score enough goals for me sir you know I, I, it's I weird expect, though isn't it yeah I expected them to wear you, you've got your Solankis you've got your um, you've got your Kings you've got your uh, Stanislas they just don't seem to score enough goals and I, I, I don't know why uh, I don't know. You've got you've you've, you've still got your Brooks. Um, I, I I find it very strange. You've got your storage on your bench. You've got other other players. It's it's a very strange one that that, that they're not um, scoring as many goals as what they are. Listen, they're having a great season. The, the league tables states that and, and 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 says quite clearly. But you go to Watford, which is a tough game. Um, you draw one all. Uh, you equalise in the last minute, which is, a, is turns out to be a great result. Uh, you play against Bristol City. You win one nil. I suppose you've only got to score enough goals, which which you need to win a game, but. I expect them to score more goals. You look at the last four games, um, no goals against QPR, one goal against Cardiff, one goal against uh, Watford, one goal against Bristol City. For me, they need to score more goals. Can't agree with that more, mate. Um, and they've got the players, so it's just yeah. really a case of it getting it together. This yeah, is a strange word. But yeah. I'm sure we'll get there at some point um, because the players are too good for it. So I can't imagine that they'll yeah. go the whole season struggling to score. No. And they're not going just, anywhere. But then it could January. be like a hangover from the Premier League where they've struggled maybe to, you know, with some of the bigger teams or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe just it's, a bit of a hangover. Yeah, maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe, um, it's players, maybe it's players as well that, that, that wanted to win in, in the window and they haven't got away. You just don't know. You, you just, just don't, don't know. know. No, yeah. maybe they feel, maybe those players thought they were going to walk it so they're not as motivated, not motivated, but maybe not as focused as they should be and then finally we've got Reading flying high smashed Rotherham 3-0 smashed Blackburn 4-2 now losing to Coventry yeah well what a week they've had wow seven goals um, amazing um, uh, the 3-0 victory against uh, Rotherham uh, Mite scored two and then Lucas Jow scored a penalty which surprised me by the way and it surprised me that um, that Mita didn't take a penalty score scored his hat-trick himself that was, a, that, was a, mm. that was one surprise when I was rushing the game I, I had to check to see if he came off and he didn't, um, which, uh, which, which did really surprise me. And then, uh, and then Blackburn Rovers, we, we spoke briefly about it, but you're three and up after 17, 18 minutes. You, you, you're just blowing teams, you're just blowing teams away. Uh, and yes, they're getting beaten tonight, and that's just sod's law, and uh, and just shows how how unpredictable this championship is. But I don't expect Reading not to score. I expect them to go and score goals. So for me, uh, Coventry need at least two goals to win this game. Because I, I I can't believe they're going to keep a clean sheet against Reading. I'd be pretty no. surprised if they do. Because for me, Reading have got too many options. You know what I mean? If it's not Mita, uh, it's Alisa. If it's not Alisa, it's Lucas Jow. If it's not Lucas Jow, it'll be Sonny Aluko. Uh, you know what I mean? They've got too many options for me to uh, to not uh, to not win to, to not score enough goals. Like 
I look at the I look at the, I look at the team tonight. You have got a Luke playing in front of Lucas Jow. Um, no meter because he's, uh, he's he must be injured. Which, but then you've still got Puskas on the bench. You've still got McIntyre on the bench. You've still got Samedo playing. Um, so they've still got a, an unbelievable squad of players to pick to pick from and score goals. So for me, um, I think they'll definitely score today. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Lucas Jow in a minute. But one uh, other player who really stands out for me uh, in Reading and the Championship overall is Samedo. Yeah. Um, what a player, mate. A couple more assists this week and um, really just makes everything tick. Yeah. I, uh, I love it. I love his work rate, his quality, everything about him. Very good. Very good player. Um, okay. Let's finish this up then. We're going to go up, up, two up, two are down and then uh, we'll have a little quick chat before we finish up. Uh, let's go with the negative first. Who you got for your first down, mate? Um, I've got I've got the amount of late goals given away, Si, you know what I mean? I just think is it is it we spoke about it there, is it is it concentration, is it um is it fitness levels, is it something else? Is it because there's no fans in the game and, and, and they're not they're not I, I don't know, I've got the answers to it, but there's a lot of late goals and it's costing teams a lot of points and they're gonna look back towards the end of the season and uh, and wonder. Um is that why they haven't gone up, is that why they've gone down, is that why they're not in the playoffs? You know what I mean? You can only blame yourself by letting late goals in. Yeah, 100%, mate. I um, So I was going to go for send-ins off generally, um, but I went for the Ida sending off for Norwich um, just simply because I thought it was so stupid and petulant and just like, it was just, you know you're going to get sent off for that. Um, there was no need for you. They were winning the game. It was the last you know injury time. Could have cost Norwich a point. Luckily for him, it didn't. But I just gave it to him because I thought it was just ridiculous, to be honest. Um, who's your next down, mate? Um, I've gone for red cards, like we just said there. Seven yes. red cards in seven seven red cards in uh, in two lots of fixtures. I think it's disgraceful. You know what I mean? And 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 letter of the law. We, we, we're questioning some of them, but petulant. But for me, I don't. I don't. For me, it's stupidity as well. You know what I mean? You've got to look at referees are doing the job. They're there to protect players. If you're if you're putting your, yourself in a in a silly position to, to to risk a red card, then you're risking you're risking it being red. And and some of the laughable ones where Gary Monk saying it's not a red card, it's just laughable. So for me, seven's too many in a week. You know what I mean? If that's accumulating every week, it's just people they're losing players for three games for for, for one game for more games. It's not. Is it worth it? Not for me. It's ridiculous, it's silly, mate. Leslie just said he's putting his cash on both teams to score in the Reading game because you said Reading will definitely score. They will. So I'll, I'll laugh half with you, Leslie. You can uh, <laughs> buy me a pint. Uh, and the next, Tony can't because the pubs are shut. <laughs> yeah, it's going to say. Um, next, my down was uh, Cardiff City tactics. Negative, long ball, pub football. Um, they're better than that. They should be better than that. Sort it out because that was dreadful. Um, and not just from a watching point of view and a fan point of view. It's not the right tactics to play with the players they've got. And that's my point all along. Good shout. Wrong formation, wrong tactics. Uh, who's your first up, mate? Um, my first up is Norwich City. Um, and just the way that um, they're scoring late goals and the way that they're accumulating points at, like at a late stage. I think it's a, it's a really good tactic to do. You know what I mean? It's never said attitude. If it's fitness levels, whatever it may be, what's getting those late goals is... It'll follow them all the way through the season because teams will know that they've got an extra 5% in the tank towards the end of the game. Can't fault you, mate. Um, and at the end of the day, those goals will get them, get them points. Maybe yeah. be the difference between look at what happened on 
the last day of the season, last in the championship season last season, the goal difference and things was the difference between playoffs and not playoffs on the last day. Those mm. last minute goals they could be very very important at the end of the season. Um, my first up is uh, Armstrong of Blackburn, absolutely on fire, on form, best centre forward in the league, um, and he just keeps 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 grinding out the goals, just keeps Great scoring, job. and uh, Blackburn. We do very well to hold on to him in the. I agree. In into window. I agree. And uh, final up for you, mate. Um, I've gone for a Millwall double, so I'm going to go for Jed Wallace and Kenneth Zahar because, um, however, Gary Robert decided to put them both together. They're just absolutely they're a dream partnership because of um, Kenneth Zahar's uh, ability to hold the ball up, win headers, get in good areas. Um, Jed Wallace's pace, his power, his directness, his 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 ability to run past people, um, and they're both getting loads of joy. You know what I mean? Jed's yeah. getting goals from running in deep. He's getting goals from free kicks and penalties. And Kenneth Zahar's getting in with a couple of goals as well. Yes, he's he's very inconsistent in front of a goal. You know, we mentioned earlier on about the shot nearly at the corner flag, which <laughs> which is probably him all over. But at the same time, he's he's now bringing goals to his game. And if he can get regular goals and score 15, 20 goals, Millwall are in for a good season. Yeah, 100%, mate. I um, My thing with, it, with that is, like we talked about with, uh, Glatzel and more. Why not play two strikers? There's not like this unwritten rule where you have to play one striker up front. It's working yeah, it's, for him. Yes, it's not and a law. It's, it's, it's not. It's not a law. You don't. You can. No. Do, you can be different as well. You can have three. You can have four. Yeah. You don't have to play the same formation as everyone else either. You can. You can find a formation that suits the players you have in your squad. You'll be shocked to know. And um, my up is my final up is Lucas Jow of Reading. Great show. I've been so impressed with him uh, yes. the last couple of games. Been yeah. superb, fantastic. Um, too good for the championship, by the way. Mm. And uh, to finish us off, there was a couple of questions very quickly. Uh, Gaz says, "Top show again, lads. Name your top three favourite films. That's not football related, and it's certainly not championship related. I'm not sure if we should answer that, but go on. Diff- top diff- three films off the top diff- of your head. Oh, difficult one." Um... Uh, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan, so I'll go uh, The Waterboy, uh, Mr. Deeds, and then I'll go a serious one, so I'll go The Green Mile, because I watched it in lockdown last time, so I like that one as well. Good shout. I'll go Inception, The Matrix, and The Gentleman, just like because it. I've watched all them There recently. you go, Gaz. Straight down you for trying to catch us out. Have it. Yeah. Um, and there was another question somewhere, and I can't remember where it was. I think it was... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree it. with Gaz, though. Gaz, Gaz said that you're missing your... Um, your clitch crush. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Same as I've same got as, a new one now, mate. Same as me and me, Ollie Watkins. But it's, nah, I won't. Never going to get him back unless we've got the Premier League, which we won't do because we're not cheating on the Championship. Jesus. Yeah, look, Garen says, uh, "Great show again, lads. You'll have to make a Wednesday slot available soon." Look, <laughs> I tell you what. If someone wants to pay us, we'll do one every night, drive time. Pay us the money. <laughs> the Andy Campbell drive time show so you know yeah. I know certain broadcasters watch this show as a ring to it show me the money but uh, yeah so uh, oh that was Leslie asked who is on the show on Monday are we revealing that yet um, uh, no no we're not no, no we're not. one no, no one it's just going to be us there is someone on though talking about our favourite films there is someone on hour. Leslie will uh, Leslie will be impressed Indeed. Oh, there we go. Little tease there. Um, guys, 21st of December. 
Oh, I like this. This is a good. This is a 2020 good, this is a will be the 100th episode of the Andy Campbell Show. What are we doing? What are we doing? We will do something special. It's on a Monday, which makes it superb. So we will obviously we'll have a guest, but uh, I'm going to do my very very best to get oh, we, some oh, sort of surprise to. for Andy. We don't, we don't have to though, do we? Why is we could, that? We could do something different. Just chuck out a compilation show and have a night off. We could do something different though, couldn't we? We could uh, we could leave it up to the viewers to tell us what they want, or we could interact with. It could just be a just I don't know. interactive interactive I don't, hour. I don't know. But yeah, twenty first of December will be the hundredth episode, so spread the word. Yeah, Dave Jones would be a fantastic guest for that episode. <laughs> I agree with that. Um this Sunday, Mental Health in Sport, episode number four, is with Warsaw Captain, current Warsaw Captain, James Clark, talking about his experiences with mental health and PTSD. Uh so I obviously appreciate him not only coming on as a current player, it's very difficult to come out publicly speak about that sort of stuff. Um, but I I admire his honesty and having the balls to come and speak about it publicly, captain of Warsaw. Um, so it would be very interesting. And um, I've, just very quickly, I'll say, um, due to the reactions to the show and also recent events, we decided to, to extend that series. It was initially only going to be five episodes, but it's now going to be eight to ten. And... Um, We've got some, as you know, and we've got some interesting things going on with that, like people and and organisations behind the scenes. So hopefully, yeah. get some good guests. I think so. I think uh, I think uh, how can I word it right? I think uh, with uh, recent developments, and I think how how important it, the, the the matter is. I think a few people are starting to take notice of the of what's happening and uh, and. Uh, and I won't. I won't use it a cry for help because I, I just think I, th- I think a few people know the importance now and need to need to get their message and story out because um, just to make sure certain things don't happen again because it's uh, it's it shouldn't happen and, and I, I know certain people have have, have have done a few tweets, a few Man United players, a few Man City players uh, over the last week uh, who were obviously very close to uh, to the player, which it's heartbreaking. You know that it's it's friends. You know, we I mean, forget football. Football's the the, the it's relevant, yeah. you know what I mean? It's 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 a young person and a friend and a son and a um a husband or a boyfriend or something, you know, it's it's just not fair. A brother it's just such a shame. Yeah. Well, such as I shame. said I've said a million times, mate, uh it feels like a million times, but I would rather get ten views on those mental health videos and reach one person who's struggling with whether we're we're talking about alcoholism or drugs or depression or Whatever, whatever the condition may be, or whatever the issue may be, and there's that one person we sort of reach, and they realise that they don't have to struggle on their own. Mm. I'd rather do that with ten views than have a million views, yeah. because that's what that show is about. Is about mental health and spreading awareness, and obviously having footballers talk about their own experiences. Um, Rob Boyle asks, uh, "Do you pay guests to come on the show?" No, we do not, and we've refused a couple. Who asked? Yep. 1,000%. Nope. Won't be doing it. Nope. We, we use our, our our good looks and wit to attract them all. We use our contacts and uh, our persuasion techniques. But why? why I, I, listen, I, I, don't, I, I don't see it as uh, why we probably should for no. me. I think, uh, I think 
we don't we don't take a, we don't take a penny of this a penny from anything we enjoy doing it for the people who watch and people who uh, who listen in and, and download and have loads of fun and i think it's just uh, for me it's it's an amazing show and it's going to continue being no so. no rob i will not name the people who ask for money by the way <laughs> um, but what i will say as well with that is if we were in a studio when we're in a studio together doing this show drive time on tv radio whatever hypothetically obviously if we then was to say like have a guest and they came they traveled especially to come on the show and come to the studio then i think that's slightly different you pay their travel you pay their hotel or whatever if you're doing like a remote call like this then i ain't paying people to come on you know if i ain't yep. getting paid nothing at the moment why should the guest mm -hmm. simple as that mate not having that that's a sore subject for me as you know mate yeah um, i know i know it is what i will say i'm not going to name names i approached a certain cricketer uh he used to play for england and i've had probably four five six ex-england internationals probably bigger names than him as well um who asked for an absolute extortionate amount of money for half i think 40 minutes of an interview I can't even remember how much it was now. I should have a look, but it was like hundreds, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was. It was. I was. I was offended by it. it. Takes a lot to offend me. I was just like, wow. Yeah, you were. I was not yeah. happy. But there we go. I had to calm him down. Yeah. Look, Rob's is apologising now because he's brought up the source subject. <laughs> ah, it's all good, mate. I'm all good. I could sit here and I could talk and talk. I could just talk for like another hour, just talk about stuff, interact with people. I love it. And, uh, you know, when it starts paying me a pretty penny, there'll be shows every single day. But until then, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please, because that is the best way to support us, helps us out the most. And uh, at the moment, as we're getting closer and closer to that 1,000 mark on YouTube, we're, uh, we're getting there slowly. Uh, that's the hardest one to grow. And that's the one that we set as our long-term goal when we started. I think we're up to, like, 940. 30 odd off the top of my head but um, of course spread the word guys tell people to listen tune in we've got the championship show friday the football show monday where we have the guests 100th episode coming up soon we will do something special for that whether it's special guests whether it's multiple guests whether it's surprises I might try and surprise andy i know that i'm going to try and get someone to surprise him um we'll do something special for that check out the mental health and sports shows massive thank you to black diamond sports for all support and then of course bespoke financial check out their sites and stuff and uh, have a look darren uh, ralston massive thank you to them for sponsoring the show until then we will see you monday 7 30 kickoff for the andy campbell football show and uh, we'll chuck up our predict predictions on social media so have a look at them give us your predictions for the championship games tomorrow uh, look out for hours they'll be up later until then Andy it's been a pleasure mate thank no you no worries well done cheers guys yeah just, oh, look at that Rob right at the end last question lucky yes. for him he says yes. shall we have a virtual Christmas party yes well the 100th episode is four days before Christmas yes let's do it beers and everything My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, 
but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. Network.